listening to the curious commentaries from across our network. Hello and welcome to the Grafenia podcast. My name is Chris Lowe and for those of you who don't know me, I'm one of the directors on the performance and development team here at Grafenia. For anyone who's been to one of our training courses in Birmingham, you'll know the man sat in front of me today as I'm joined by Adam Whitehouse, who is the studio manager at Nettle of Birmingham. Welcome, Adam. No problem. Uh, so before we get into it, uh, I suppose what I'd just like to know, first of all, is if maybe you can just give us a, a bit of a flavour about uh, uh, about your history, about where you got to uh, where you are today. Yep, that's fine, no problem. So um, as Chris has mentioned, I'm the studio manager here at Nettle of Birmingham, and I've been with the company for around 16 years now. I, uh, I started fresh out of university uh, and joined the company as a junior graphic designer. Um, and then slowly move my way through pretty much every role in the business, um, junior graphic designer to account manager to um, deputy manager, if you will, and business development manager for the uh, the old printing.com Birmingham studio. Um, there was a period of change then where it became um, apparent that it was open for sale. Uh, and at that point, a colleague of mine, Rob Finney, for anybody who uh, who knows him, bought the, uh, bought the franchise and I left the PLC to work with him, effectively doing the same job. Uh, and we did that for seven years. Now, towards the end of the seven years, uh, Rob and I started to... Um, <sighs> enter the realm of, of building websites. It was something that we thought was a requirement for our business. This was noticed by um, members of the PLC who approached us and said, look, we are thinking of starting a company called Nettle where we lead with web, um, still offer print and design, but the lead into the market is websites. We've noticed what you're doing. We'd like you to join the PLC again and help us launch Nettle. So we did that. Uh, and the first Nettle um, was born. That was about three years ago now. Um, since then, I have come back to the PLC, worked effectively as the studio manager in that in that uh, tenure, helping develop both this studio and other studios in training and development. So um, that is me to date. Great. Thanks for that. So what's... Uh, what's changed for you what, uh, role-wise and what changes have you seen in the business over the over your period with the company? Well, I think initially uh, when it was print-led, um, a print-led business, i.e. the printing.com years, it was, um, print was very in vogue and it was certainly not an easy sell, but an easier sell than, than, than it is in today's climate. So the, the biggest change really is... We did predominantly just offer print. Now it is vital that you offer a multitude of services um, to almost be a one-stop shop for your clients. That is what is the preferential um, idea when clients are speaking to us. Can you solve all of our problems? So I suppose the biggest difference is is that really that people are looking for everything to be kept under one roof um, rather than just, I oh, will go to place X for print place Y for design, etc. There's one of the questions on a lot of uh, business owners' minds is, well, how do I get the work in? So what do you do 
in Nettle of Birmingham in order to in order to win that work. Fine. Um, in short, there is no one thing that you can do um, to generate um, masses of work, new clients. It's about keeping a multitude of plates spinning at one time. The biggest one, though, and if I'm going to focus on one, would certainly be networking. Um, I am a, a massive advocate of that myself and indeed my team. I'm fortunate enough to have a team who, across the board, are involved uh, in networking groups of varying levels. Some are very regular, i.e. B&I, Business Over Breakfast, groups like that. Um, other members of the team go to individual, more specific, more tailored events across the city and surrounding areas once a month, once a quarter, etc. Um, I think that um, we all know the importance of picking up the phone, speaking to people, be that clients that we currently have or cold calling clients just to introduce ourselves and the services that we do. But the main aim needs to be from those phone calls, getting in front of somebody. I think that networking, building a relationship some, with somebody is vitally important nowadays and can be the weight that tips uh, the decision of who somebody's going to use in your favour um, like I say networking is something that I do regularly we indeed host our own events here because we have the premises and again as Chris mentioned at the top of the of the uh, of the piece if you've been to the studio, you'll understand the size of the premises that we have and we are in an advantageous position that we can host events ourselves here, which we do regularly. And we've done a multitude of events over over my time here with the main aim of being getting people to see our, um, our offering firsthand rather than trying to describe it to somebody over the phone. Uh, it's much easier if they can see the product, see the individual that they're dealing with and in turn build a relationship. So what sort of events have you have you put on? A vast multitude, anything from a simple networking event where we get a number of people in one room uh, and simply the structure is very simple. Everybody in this room is here to network, bring some business cards, make some new connections, build some relationships through to themed events where we've had a cinema club, a movie club recently where we there was a networking event, very informal. We put a film on so there was a reason for somebody to come, a relaxed evening. We've had quiz nights, themed based networking speed networking networking events with a bit more structure i.e there is a a guest speaker you have the opportunity to stand and address the crowd um, because networking is very broad spectrum and there are lots of ways that you can do that some people are intimidated by the thought of standing up in front of a group of people and welcome the opportunity for an informal event where they can meet people at their own um, at their own pace other people like the idea of having an individual slot where they can address a lot of people the important thing is being in one room together and building a relationship face to face I say many many times when I'm talking to other people networking or my staff before you sell or try to sell the product that it is you are looking to to get to that end user you've got to sell yourself they've got to believe in you trust you see you as an authority in the area that you're talking to them about and you're only going to do that by spending time with them so that's the first thing that you need to do I think and that's my approach with networking very much not a hard sell build a relationship off the back of that naturally work will will come so you mentioned that you're lucky enough to have a team here and a team of five, including you, isn't it? Yep. Um, so I suppose that's not too dissimilar to um, everybody in the network. 
how do you get your team though to engage from a networking point of view when they are maybe a bit more introverted and you know maybe networking is not their thing how do you how do you enthuse them and how do you um you know get everybody involved in you know as you said networking is vital to your business here it is vital and 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 you know that it's a great satisfaction when something comes um comes and goes to print or a website job comes in that you know only came in through work that you'd put in or meetings that you'd put in at networking events so that is that is how i pitch it to to my team um and they fortunately for me have been very receptive for that now we did have a couple of guys in the studio who were as you've mentioned a little bit introverted maybe um they were a little bit overwhelmed by being in a big crowd of people that maybe are a little bit older than them decision makers in their own individual business and we put them in a number of scenarios to build them as individuals more than anything else and so they so they have a skill to take either further into this business or into other roles. So um, I sell it to them and we and we tailor the event with the individual in the studio. Certainly it could be an eye, for example, which can be viewed as relatively intense and there's a little pressure associated with that. Some people revel in that opportunity, some people crumble. So it's about understanding your staff more than anything else. As I've mentioned, network is very broad. There are lots of opportunities and lots of different types of events dependent on the, the the nature of the person. I think that the networking industry acknowledges that and off the back of something as successful as BNI, for some people it's not their cup of tea. So other other companies, other individuals have built networking events knowing that they're there, there is a need there for, for less pressure in a networking environment, something a little bit more relaxed. So I suppose it's more about knowing your individual and then finding an event. I always tend to go to an event first or at least visit the event with my member of staff so I can get an idea of whether it's a perfect fit um, for that individual that, that's there. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, but, you know, it's about finding the right event um, because if you don't, if you put somebody under pressure, i.e. a staff member, to go to an event that they're not comfortable with the results are only going to be um there are you know you're only going to get poor results from something like that so uh, match the event to the individual i would say so you mentioned we're, we're sat in the, the business uh, store today and seeing people uh, coming in and going how important is it uh, for the environment do you think and i suppose from a um uh, you know from a customer service point of view um what little tips or tricks could you give as to you know how to meet and greet people and uh, especially when you're 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 getting them in through the doors? I think we've we've trialed it was it was a, there was a period of trial and error uh, when we first opened the business store as it was uh, the flagship store of its kind. Um, there were some successes, some unsuccessful things that we tried to do. Uh, we think that we've almost cracked it now in terms of a customer experience for somebody walking into the studio. Um, we make sure that within a second or two of somebody being in the premises, they are greeted by somebody. So we've built a welcome desk. That means that nobody feels uncomfortable, like they're in the wrong place for very long. I think originally there was a little confusion, um, certainly from the exterior of the building as to am I going into the right place here? Does this place offer the service that I want? And we've remedied that with something as simple as the welcome desk, i.e. somebody sitting close to the door with a smile and a, a motivational statement to say, yes, you are in the right place, or if not, guide them in, in the correct direction. Um, when they're in the studio, it's about making somebody feel as comfortable as quickly as possible. Um, so 
you know, can we get them to sit down, grab a cup of coffee in a comfortable environment, less pressure, understanding very quickly what it is that they're trying trying to do. So less us selling to them more. Let's find out about you. What are you trying to achieve? What is what is the purpose of your visit today um, to put them at ease and make them feel like we, we care about their business? That's ultimately what, what we want is we want somebody's business to succeed um, as quickly as possible because in the long term, that means recurring revenue for us. So it's how quickly can we put somebody at ease uh, and make them feel like they are in the right place, talking to someone who understands their situation and is an authority in how we can remedy it or make their project or business or promotion work to the utmost success. Great, thanks. So I suppose nearly at the end now, but um, obviously you've got uh, uh, coffee facilities here. Yeah. Um, and I suppose one of the questions that I get asked a lot about the, the business story is, well, isn't that just a, a distraction? So um, how do you and the team uh, cope with people coming in and, and uh, you know, uh, asking for coffees, coming in for business meetings? What, what sort of impact does that have on the business? Well... <laughs> First and foremost, I don't want anybody in my team to see themselves as a glorified barista, someone who serves coffee and their day gets broken up um, regularly by because of the level of traffic that we have through the studio to, to buy a coffee. I don't want someone to see themselves as a barista or someone that's having their day disturbed. Uh, or as an interruption rather I would see it as an opportunity to network with them we've mentioned networking already and and what a huge source of income that is for us see every opportunity and that really is the essence of the of the business store and offering coffee Um, every person that comes in though at that particular time print design web whatever it may be is not at the fore of their mind within reason most people at some point during their business career are going to need one of the things that that, that we offer so it's about making sure that they at least leave being educated as to the things that, that, that we do do so though somebody may come in because it's cold outside and they just want somewhere warm to sit for half an hour with a nice cup of coffee I like to see that as a not a hard sell but an opportunity for us to say while we're, we're giving them the coffee look this is what we are about um, if they've not been in before this is our core business and coffee is something that we just offer as as a side along with the meeting space and be memorable so they may not need the the products that we offer right now next week next month but as long as they leave understanding what it is that we offer in theory if they're out for dinner with their their partner or out with friends at the pub and somebody in that circle mentions one of the things that we do if we were memorable enough then they will say hey i was in a coffee shop the other day they do exactly that they were pleasant enough you should go and have a conversation with them i mean that it doesn't happen like that every time. I'm not going to say that it does, but we have had some major successes. One particular one that comes to mind is a guy um, a day off from work came in with his partner to order a coffee, uh, bags of shopping in their hands, just wanted to take the weight off for a, for a little while. Sat down in one of our booths, noticed the fabric, long story short, was very taken with it, um, said that it would be perfect in his place of work, which actually turned out to be a huge open plan office, um, very close to where we we were uh, came in, spent I th- I circa four pounds on coffee for for him and his partner. But then before he'd left, spent an hour in the studio with us. Before he'd left, he'd spent a couple of thousand pounds on two fabrics that he wanted to get done and dusted. Um, and in his in his studio or place of work within the next week. I mean that is that's that's an isolated incident. That doesn't happen with every coffee that we sell, and it was a very pleasant surprise. But on average, I would say that. 
five or six people out of ten at least leave wanting a brochure to know more to pass on to their friend booking a meeting it's it's, it's a high success rate thanks so i suppose just to wrap up then um what tips could you give to anybody in the network as to uh, they're looking to maybe um, grow their business or, you know, change what they're doing? What, you know, uh, if you could just give them maybe one or two uh, uh, walkaways, what would those be? Well, I think that the top one, which sounds obvious, but I'm going to say it anyway, is hard work. I think that what Nettle offers um, is... It's, is the tools to, to have success but that needs to be complemented with a strong work ethic and and, 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 and a good attitude um, it's not easy you can't sit there buy a nettle be a nettle whatever you want to however you want to look at it and expect people to just walk in the door and throw themselves and their money moreover in your direction you have to beat the nettle drum as much as you can and in as many ways as you can um, to, to, to get to get work um, be proactive network and again as I've mentioned that is only one plate that you need to spin there are a multitude that, that, that complement that to generate and drive people into your into your studio but um, look hard work the tools are there but you can't just rely on them to do it for you uh, you've, application is, is absolutely vital uh, there will be tough days there will be successful days but um, as long as you keep putting the graft in it, uh, it won't go too far wrong thank you for taking the time out today Adam to speak to us for any more information, support or guidance on the things we spoke about today, please check W3Pedia on W3P Flylink or alternatively, please do not hesitate to get in touch with the team on support at graffinia.com. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, what, what? Eh? <laughs> oh gosh, that was good, wasn't it? Jolly, I thought it was smashing. Absolutely. <laughs>